Hello and welcome to AI Unfiltered with me, Ian Bowie, and our resident expert, Mikael Stormbom, where we will be talking about everything to do with AI in our modern digital society and what the future holds for all of us. Then I have a very fun and lighthearted topic for today. Uh-huh. Poison. Poison, oh, right. yes. okay. You know, we, we like to keep it light on this podcast. Oh, yes, absolutely. And uh, no, more specifically, AI poisoning. Uh-huh. So, yeah. a, so AI poisoning means manipulating the data that is used for training the models to get the models to do stuff that you want. Right. Which can, of course, be used for nefarious purposes. Absolutely. So keep your data safe, folks. No, but it can also be more subtle forms of manipulation. So, for example, editing Wikipedia articles, which then, of course, become training data for these larger, these mm. large language models. Mm. So it can take very subtle forms, that poisoning as well. All right, fair enough. There was uh, a more benign use case, which is that artists are getting quite fed up with their artwork being used to train the image generators. Mm, yeah. So there's a tool called Nightshade. So you, if you run your images through that, it will introduce subtle changes to the image. So not visible to the naked eye, but basically such that it, when you then use that image for training mm. models, it basically distorts distorts the image such oh, that right, okay. so then the image generators will start outputting garbage i mean they already do but yeah but I, can, I can kind of understand that from the artist's perspective yeah so that's a i i would say that's more of a benign use like hmm. stop using my stuff for yeah. your model yeah well i had a student actually today who was um saying that she doesn't really consider chat gpt as a tool because she didn't, she's she she cre does creative writing, and she didn't yeah. put some of her own material. And I'm not quite sure what prompt she used, but she said that basically, in her opinion, after having inputted it into GPT, she found it ruined it. Oh, interesting. Was the in what particular way did it ruin? Yeah, um, it made changes. Um, it made changes. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think it was. It was based on a, on a, actually on an assignment that I'd actually given them, which was to create a piece of writing and then um, put it into GPT and get it to, I think, change the register. And she wasn't at all pleased with the results, and she felt that it it wasn't all successful. Then. No, not at all. No, she yeah. was very much um, against using it. Um, and, and of course, like she said, the other thing is that you can't um, have a discussion with it. You can't really get it to justify itself like you would with a human being. But she was using English, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty, you can get quite a funny results there. Yeah. Like uh, explain your reasoning and the reasoning has nothing to do with no. the actual outcome. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so she found the whole experience rather frustrating and doesn't really see GPT as a useful tool for her anyway. Okay, well, that's one user less than, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 but of course, yeah. but of course yeah. again, you know, this is sort of the artistic mindset. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, quite, I'm quite sure that engineers find it absolutely delightful to use. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it really depends on the use case. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily use ChatGPT to write a story because no. it just produces rather bland. Yeah, yeah. Text, so definitely, I don't see. And yet... There are, you know, just a host of these AI-generated books on Amazon. They're completely, completely flooding the market with AI-generated. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. yeah. 
in in the hope that one or two stick and they make a bit of money out of it. Well, yeah, because it costs approximately zero euros to yeah, exactly. produce the book and stuck mm-hmm. it there and then. Yeah. And, and you then, can actually read it all, all about it in our new AI-generated book, AI Unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. actually, um, it was quite funny because I, I didn't read it in, in any great detail, but there was a YouTube... Or actually, I didn't have to read it because no, it was a YouTube video, and it was all about how to um, use AI to create content for your website in order to then generate income. So the idea behind it was that you had, for example, perhaps a website about personal fitness or nutrition or you know something useful, one of these like self-help. Sure. And so you just basically got AI um, to generate loads and loads and loads of content for a self-help website and then sit back and wait for the money to roll in. Okay. Did it seem... I have no idea, but I mean, yeah. it, it, was, it was just, you know, it was just one of those YouTube videos um, and, and it was saying, you know, this is this is how you can make money. Okay, but what do you then sell to this through this generated website? Well, of course, the, I think the way they work is um, they 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 dangle the carrot, you know, learn how to get um, a six pack of oh. abs um, by following these easy steps, and then they yeah. give you step one, two, and three. Step but one. F- that's right. Four, no. five, and six are missing. Yeah. No. Step one. Use Dolly and generate a six pack. Yeah. Step two. There is no step two. No. <laughs> Nothing is. Oh, what anymore. about step three? Don't eat so much. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no need. Just to <laughs> manipulate the image. Yeah. One and done. Well, <laughs> in one true. easy step. Yeah. 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 But that that was that yeah. was the premise of, of of the whole thing. I mean, the you, yeah. the, you know the, the the internet is is flooded with such things. You know. This they, is the. Initiatification we were talking about the other yeah, r- yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's all crap. Yeah, can find nothing anymore. No. And of course, AI-generated videos will just keep on. Mm. YouTube will be buried in it. Probably in the end. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but of course, I mean, the, the, there's always been good writing, bad writing, good music, bad music. It's just that it's proliferated. With with the with the you know sort of development of technology, there's that, you know, there's still you know good writing out there. It's just harder to find. Very much so. I mean, in one way, it's a good thing that the gatekeepers are gone because anyone can be a writer. The downside is that anyone can be a writer. Yeah, exactly. So how how do you find the nuggets? It's very difficult. Yeah, because also I was I was um, a little bit lecturing about. Um, criticism and and on and critics in general and the idea that um all right food critic perfect example so a food critic goes into a restaurant and orders a meal and then critiques it later and then an ordinary person goes and it's maybe it's a negative critique and then an ordinary person goes in that restaurant, orders exactly the same meal, and thinks it's the best thing they've ever eaten in their life. So, of course, all criticism is very, very, very subjective. And it's very much based on, you know, your own experiences and your own preferences and your own life experiences, etc., etc., etc. Of course it is. And your own interests. So, actually, I've come to the conclusion that all criticism is basically bullshit. Except for 
my criticism because well, I'm because I'm always I'm, right. I am yeah. the sole arbiter of what is true and yeah. what isn't. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's like like a film. In fact, actually, to be honest with you, if the critics like it, you know, it's shit. At least I do. (laughs) (laughs) You go on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and uh, 18% Rotten Rating. Yeah, okay, this is the movie for me. That's going to be a really good film, yeah. (laughs) Loads of action, shit story, but lots of, you know, (laughs) blood and guts and glory. Yeah, Yeah. I I did a terrible thing the other day. I I think I suffered permanent brain damage from that Uh one. I watched uh, Mortal Kombat on HBO Max. Really? Yes, it was not a good movie. Either. Was it not? No, I, <laughs> I have never no, right. regretted a movie choice more in my life. No, right, really. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of garbage. Well, you could you could have stopped it halfway through and just thought, okay. There, n- of course not. <laughs> Once you started, you know, Once you, you just have to endure. Yes. All right. Uh, I've started uh, watching Succession. Oh yes, I've been watching that. Have you? Yes, we yeah, we, made it, we good, made it. We made it. We made it up to the second season. Have you? I've, yeah. I've made it up to. Um, the first episode of the first season, <laughs> but it was good. It was okay, good. You, it like, was, yeah, started, no. yes. yeah, yeah. I've literally started last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually didn't realise that we had HBO Max until my son informed me that he signed us up for three free months. Oh well, you can yeah. binge through Succession in that. In that I think I probably back. can. Yeah. Yeah. The weekend is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, I've come to the conclusion that that um, a lot of these. Critics are just charlatans. I mean, they're paid to express an opinion, so then they express an opinion. Yeah, I know, but the trouble is that, yeah. of course, people believe that opinion. So, you know, like, if, if, if you get a bad review for your restaurant, then people will not go there and, and, and give it, you know, and try it. People who haven't even been will just say, well, you know, that um, critic said it was no good, so therefore, why bother? Yeah, but bringing the topic back to AI poisoning, so what if you have an AI reviewer? that has been built to review things from your perspective, let's say. So it it will recommend stuff for you that, that you yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And then the movie movie companies go like, okay, we I think we want he we want this guy to watch a few more Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So we're we're gonna distort the data there so that the AI reviewer will start recommending you. <laughs> like, ooh, the Marvels, that looks interesting. Yeah. No, I, I think that that could easily be because of course our all our data is in the in the cloud so accessing the data and manipulating it wouldn't be all that mm-hmm. hard no this is not a suggestion by the way this is just spec- <laughs> idle speculation here but we were talking today that um nostalgia is is the, a big thing these days i feel like it's always a big, big yeah it always big has thing. yeah but i mean like I mean, uh, I remember seventies nostalgia and then eighties nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. But now they're 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 they're, they're saying that um, like gaming nostalgia. Yeah, haven't we spoken uh, about uh, retro games? Well, we uh, have. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's based on nostalgia, you know. Of course, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the contention that it's more? No, it's only because than, I've I've yeah. got my students coming up with game concepts oh, so okay. that they can make elevator pitches. And um, one of them, they're, they're, they're going to base it on a 1970s nostalgia theme. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, for example, this uh, television series we spoke about last time, uh, Stranger Things. So that's all about 80s nostalgia. Yeah. And 80s aesthetic. Yeah. and. Yeah. But, you know, you go back to this AI poisoning thing. Well, of course, you know, you... you 
there's so much in the news about you know you know how things can be manipulated and fake news and blah de blah de blah de blah de blah. But at the end of the day, we still have access to more information than we've ever had access to in human history. That is very true. But the problem is that we have our ability to discern what the information is relevant and actually true. Well, is, yeah, uh, it's, it's becoming yeah. a little bit hazy. Very much so. So, I mean, the, so it's very easy to manipulate the stupid. But it's always been easy to manipulate the stupid. I mean, they were doing that with newspapers, donkeys years ago, radio programs. War of the Worlds is all about manipulating the stupid, isn't it? I mean... I feel stupid is a harsh word, I would say. Do you think? Yes. Ill-educated? Dumb? Uh, help me. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to find like the perfect... <laughs> no, the, the less intellectually endowed. <laughs> right, there we are. Right, there. Very good. Uh, yes. I found it in there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean, stupid is one thing, but... Where do you draw the line between stupidity well, and... Me and everybody else, basically. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that's what I figured. <laughs> I rest my case, Your Honor. There <laughs> you are, that's right. Yes. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the defense rest. No, but, uh... <laughs> well, yeah, of course, it, it, again, it's subjective, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but no, but I do think it's easier to manipulate people nowadays because you're just completely flooded by information, which was not necessarily the case. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but other than well, no, no, we are all screwed, I guess. But, no, uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. But you see, that's the thing. We're not. You see, it's quite interesting, this. It's like, why are all science fiction films and books and, and, and everything else always based on the premise of a dystopian future? Not true. I dispute that. Do you? Star oh, Trek. Klingons and God knows what else. Yeah. But don't you think... Okay, the vast majority... Starting with H.G. Wells' time machine. Even he was at it in the 19th century. He did not see a bright future for humanity. It was dystopian. Sure. Yeah. And yet, if you think about your lifetime from the day you were born until right now, over the years, one has to hope that your life... It's just been an endless slide into oblivion. Yeah, there you are, I see. But it hasn't, has it? It hasn't. It hasn't. It's it's just got better and better and better. There are peaks and valleys, aren't there? Yeah. Well, of course there are peaks and there are troughs and everything else. But but basically, at the end of the day, life, if you think from, from, let's say, 20 years ago to today, hopefully anyway, you could say that your life has never been better. No, it's just, it just makes me ben. think about this this this, this nostalgia thing because it's complete nonsense, you know. Always always harking back to the past. I've said it before. Nothing was better in the past. I mean, all right. I don't know. Maybe you could argue music, but that that again is just a sign of your own generation, isn't it? You know That's I mean? true. Yeah. Every single generation has always said, "Oh God, you know, young people today, that music, it's awful." So. Actually, that, that's just your own jaded perspective. No, but I mean, that's just because your music taste gets locked in at a mm. certain point. Yeah. And then, uh, exactly. anything beyond that is yeah. noise. No. So, yeah. yeah. Just noise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure where this is going, but... No, I think... <laughs> The conclusion is, uh, don't be so gloomy. Well, no, that's, that's, that's right. You know, yeah. like talking about 
AI and poison and all the rest of it. Of course, everything that comes along, there will be people who try to bring it down to sure. destroy it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, we are talking about AI poisoning from two perspectives. One being that okay, this is a major threat to to AI or whatever. But the other one is the way for artists to protect their work or protect themselves from being exploited. Mm. And I don't see that as a negative thing. I see that as a positive mm. thing that you have the you have means to. Yeah, absolutely. Fight back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but of course, I mean, you can take that poisoning thing as far as you want to take it, can't you? Yeah. We have actually injected poison data into this very episode. So mm. whoever is trying to create models with our with our hard-produced audio, yeah. you, uh, you get bupkis. Yeah. It's actually quite yeah. scary, that, because, you know, people could suddenly harvest our voices and they make could. us say whatever... They yeah. want. I mean, and there's even the transcripts there. They have everything they need to. Yeah. To do deep fakes of us. Yeah. In fact, we're not even talking right now. It's just, you know, synthesized voices. That's actually mm. quite interesting, isn't it? That could become a if I, if I, Yeah, if I have laryngitis one, one day, we can, we can <laughs> have a fake voice instead. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, that, yeah. that, that could actually become a standard kind of defense, couldn't it? You know, it's not me. It's a deep fake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although, I mean, there's always been the possibility of manipulating for example, photographs or videos, not as easily as you could as you could do nowadays, but no. certainly you could have done that before mm. as well. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that now it's seamless, and therefore you really can't prove it's not. Yeah. One way or another. Yeah. Well, uh, probably at the moment, at least, uh, you could find artifacts in the video to indicate whether it's uh, AI generated or not, but. Uh, that not, might not be the case in the future. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, I was trying out this model where you upload a picture and then it will tell you whether that picture was generated by an AI or not. Mm-hmm. So it uh, it was definitely not 100% accurate. So you could easily put in AI-generated images that it did not right. recognize as yeah. AI-generated. Yeah. And, and vice versa. Sometimes you put in a photograph and then it thought it was AI-generated even though it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, in, in the future, yeah, that might very well, well, very well be the case. The burden of proof is going to be much, much, much greater. It took quite a while for me to find um, succession. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, especially um, if you didn't know you had HBO Max. <laughs> well, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I bet it was difficult no, to find. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the basic principle of, you know, stream and also music. You know, I mean, all right. I, I actually trying to find new good stuff on Apple Music isn't, in my opinion, that easy. I feel like they haven't they haven't cracked that. No, they haven't. No, at I all, feel no. like uh, if I want to look up something new, then it really takes a lot of effort. Yeah, you've got to be patient. And I I don't feel like the recommendations that no they produce themselves Mm-mm. are. No, like no, it, I think that's they haven't quite cracked that no, one. They that, haven't, no, that one yet. No, no. And I think same thing with with the streaming video services. How how to find the good stuff on there? That's. Mm. I think uh, you have to um, perhaps read a lot. All the critics. <laughs> <laughs> All the critics. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
Oh boy. I N I D or is it I M D B and tomatoes. We have come around full circle. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're okay. They're useful for something, I guess. Well, maybe. Yeah. Hello, listeners. It's Emma Williams here, your completely AI-generated contributor, with another installment of Emma's artificial reflections. Today. We're spicing things up in the world of AI training data with a pinch of something special, data poisoning. Imagine you're cooking a big pot of AI stew with all your standard training data, those are your veggies. Then, someone decides to add a bit of special seasoning. That's what data poisoning is all about. But, it's not just for causing trouble. Sometimes, it's a tool for good. Artists, for example, are getting creative with it. They're tired of their art being used without permission for AI training. It's like saying, not so fast, AI. You can't use my creation without asking. It's a clever way to protect their intellectual property and maintain control over their work. But, as with everything, there's a serious side to data poisoning. It can be used for less savory purposes, like skewing AI judgment or spreading false information. However, it's important to remember that AI, like any tool, reflects the intentions of its users. A little controlled chaos can lead to new forms of expression and even safeguard rights in the digital realm. So next time you hear about data poisoning in AI, remember, it's not all doom and gloom. Sometimes, a little bit of poison can be just what's needed to keep things fair for artists in the ever-evolving world of artificial intelligence. You've been listening to me, Ian Bowie, and my colleague, Michael Stormbaum, on AI Unfiltered. And for more episodes, please go to AIUnfiltered.com. Thank you.